Welcome, welcome to the Other Page Radio, WBCA LP 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio station. My name is Haywood Fennell Sr. I'm a veteran. This program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League and Association of BNN Neighborhood News. We are so grateful just to be able to come in and start off with a message for our veterans. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Folks, I just want to, you know, kind of start that off with recognizing that veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. You know, we we, we, we took the oath, said that we would serve our country, we would go anywhere that our government sent us, and we did. We came back, and there's nothing been less than confusion when it comes to taking care of our veterans, male or female, no matter no matter the color of their skin or the language that they spoke. But when it comes to the African-American veteran, there's a history of overlooks and neglects that has caused so many people to be living in despair. Ever since the American Revolution, 1776, when the United States won their freedom from England, and African Americans were involved in that dying and trying and being denied for centuries. And today we find ourselves excluded. And we want to be a part of America's success story when it comes to African American veterans and the sacrifices that they made and were never given the same accolades as their white counterparts. We can change that. We have begun to change that. And that's what this program is about. Veterans being recognized and not trivialized because we have served and deserve to be served. I am a proud veteran, but I have not always been that. And I said to myself, I have to be involved to make the changes and awake people to what we together can do to improve the situations for our veterans. 
I am a member of the General Edward O. Gordine Veterans Statue Committee on August 1st, 2023, after more than a score of years following the dream and the vision of a man by the name of Ralph Francis Brown, Jr., who passed a few years ago, but was champion a cause to have a memorial put up honoring the services of African-American veterans, men and women. I said over a score of years, people were led by Ralph Francis Brown and some others and then he passed, and the mission did not go away. We completed the mission on August the 1st, 2023, with the unveiling of the General Edward O. Gordine statue in what is now called the General Edward O. Gordine African-American Veterans Memorial Park that is located in Anubian Square directly across from the police station, Station 2. You will go and you will see the statue of General Edward O. Gordine in the middle of the park with the flags overhead and the new fixtures and new layout where you can come and sit and look and think about men that were women that were wearing the uniform of the United States of America starting in World War One, but in the American Revolution, they didn't want to give us any uniforms. They probably didn't have any uniforms or weapons. And later they gave us the weapons, and we did work. We was fighting so tough that the British wanted to bargain with some of the black veterans, and they went to Nova Scotia up in Canada, and we have a large population of the descendants of the American Revolution from the dark side, from the black side, from the African-American side who live in Nova Scotia today. You know, our, our, our history uh, of African-American veterans and their participation and sacrifices made, if you just look at World War One. World War I was a good example where you had the 369th uh, Infantry Regiment, also known as the Hellfighters from Harlem, fighting in France, and fought they did. They fought so hard, these black men, in World War I, fighting for a freedom for the French 
that they wasn't even enjoying in their country. Even today, veterans and other African-Americans, descendants, and people from the darker races and ethnic groups still don't enjoy uh, the freedoms, the citizenship uh, that others do. They, uh, they got awards over there. They were acknowledged as the men of Bronx in France. Yep. Everybody that was a part of the French defense, offense, didn't come back to America. No, they didn't come back. Mm-mm. They were treated better in France at that time, that they stayed over there and made France their country. Some came back now. Some came on back to Harlem because that's where they were from. You know, Harlem, New York, right. But the history is what I'm talking about. The history of the struggle for America's freedom, you can't just act like we weren't there. We died. Bodies were left in Europe, in the Far East, in the Middle East. Wherever we were called to represent the United States and blood was shed, African Americans were there. They were there. And you look around today, in the United States of America, and you see that how we treat our veterans is not the way veterans treated America when they were in those countries, these young men and these women, giving weapons to go over there and shoot and kill people. And they did that. And like I said earlier, some of them were like vegetables when they came back to America. They weren't the same anymore. They couldn't cope with the situations that they were encountering over there. They were like vegetables, some of them. They couldn't talk about what had happened, what they had seen, what they had done in the name of freedom. Like I said, a freedom that we still, as Americans, do not have. We'll be right back. The Oscar Michonne Family Theater Program Company welcomes those seeking to learn about theater and performance. We offer classes that bring out your talent and improve it. Want to get involved in theater production, acting, or singing? Then you can visit our website at theomtc.com. That's T-H-E-O-M-T-C.com. You know, the, the, the scars on the flesh can be seen. You know, shrapnel and all some of the wounds that they receive physical wounds that they receive. 
but the scars on the mind, the PTSD, trauma, trauma, experienced in wartime and sometime in peace based on stress factors, you can't see that. But you know something is wrong because nothing is being articulated that you can recognize if you're not one of those that went through that experience. You got to be able to feel the pain in order to understand that it's pain. People came back from different places and different times wearing the uniform of the United States military, and they just didn't get treated right. And we got to understand that we are all responsible for our veterans because the veterans are responsible for you. When we go into foreign countries wearing the uniform of the United States of America, that's big. You're talking about being a part of a defense system for the greatest nation in the world. The United States military. Yet, the government, meaning the elected officials on both levels, federal and state, and even city, have heard the call by the President of the United States, Joe Biden, saying that he wants $100 million for war in Ukraine, Israel, and some other part going to the border patrol. But nothing, and I mean as in nada, nothing is being provided for our veterans and this homeless situation that we have been living with for too long. You mean to tell me that right here in Massachusetts that living quarters can be found for immigrants and nothing for our veterans? I mean, that's, that's the question. That is a question that we need to get resolved right now. Immigrants come to this country Veterans fought for this country, but veterans can't get what they need from our government. Now, we got that statue of General Edward O. Gordine down in Roxbury. But we had to struggle for that. In fact, we're still struggling around that statue. Too much to get into on my show today.
But I just want to let you know, I'm not a happy camper. And I can say that in all honesty. I am not a happy camper in the whole treating veterans the way that they're supposed to. Man, I am not happy with what is going on, not only in Boston, but in the United States of America, where I stood and raised my hand for six years. So don't tell me that we don't deserve. If you can displace our veterans, move them off the equations, and bring somebody else in in countries that I don't know anything about, all I know is that veterans deserve to be treated better. That's all I'm saying. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. I got to tell you something, man. You know, I say it all the time that veterans, like I'm a veteran, are an overlooked and an underused community resource. They are. Veterans have skills that can help our community gain strength, that can help our community heal, because we are wounded people. We do quick to judge veterans. I remember they used to call veterans baby killers and all kind of derogatory names. And then we had the the ripples of uh, racism. Here you are over in the country over there, both of y'all with guns and killing people and calling it democracy. And, and now we are fighting against each other in certain situations based on politics. Veterans are not politicians. But what I would like to see happen, and I think it should, anyone who is an elected official, whether it be on the state, the federal, the city, or the county level, any of those echelons, all of those people should be required to go into the military for a minimum of two years and serve wearing the uniform. Don't do like former President George Bush did. The second Bush was a Army reservist who flew airplanes. I think he was in for six months. I may be wrong. Then you had 
another president who called veterans suckers, and he was excused from being in the military because he is supposed to have had bad feet, but yet he's walking all over the country now trying to get the nomination from the Republican Party. He didn't serve. He didn't serve. So you got you to gotta understand what service means. Some people raised their hand and went into the military and never came back because they died. Got left over there, depending on what war they were in. We got to understand that veterans ought to be respected, not neglected. We should have all that we need. Housing, health care, entrepreneurial opportunities, all those things come when you respect our veterans. Don't point the finger and accuse them of doing some things that you might have read about in the newspaper, but you don't really know about it. That's why the General Edward O. Gordine Statue Project is involved in planning a literacy and a history finding component that deals with the contributions of African American veterans from 1776 up until the present day so that people will know and people will respect the sacrifices made by the African American veteran. And a lot of people don't know. We got a statue down there in Derby Park. Captain David Wright, I believe, way back, pushed way back. Nobody's taking care of it. We're going to move on that. We're going to see what the Parks Department can do and bring it out. Move that statue, bring it out so that our young people can see sacrifices made by a Vietnam-era pilot, combat pilot, David Wright. David Wright. We salute you, David Wright, as we salute all the veterans that are part, my brother, my uncles. I can't salute myself, but you can salute me for my services connected to the freedom of this country. I am so proud to be an American. Let me say that again. I am proud to be an American. No matter what others said in different places about African-American veterans, derogatory statements made by their fellow Americans to people in foreign places, we served and continue to serve. And like I said, all elected officials should be required, required to have served their country. They don't have the draft law anymore. But if they ever reinstitute that, 
it would be a good thing because then people would understand what the word veteran really means because you will be able to get a first-hand education laying out on one of them rifle ranges or crawling on the barbed wire, jumping out of an airplane if you choose to become airborne for your country. I serve my country. I serve my country. I serve my country. What about you? You know, people be running around acting a little scared and stuff. You better wake up. Don't smell the coffee. Drink it. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force, and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA. It's really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council. Well, you know, they were talking about help stopping suicide, lock your guns up and all that. I'm talking about the United States government getting ready to advocate for legislation that will allow the United States to spend $100 million but there's nothing for our veterans. And we need services. We need spaces, too. And when we have a room or an apartment and people have issues around mental health, substance abuse, if we don't have a plan of intervention for them, and make sure and making sure that they participate, then that room without the supervision that they need could really become a tomb. It could become a tomb. Eventually it will be a tomb if you do not get the services that a veteran needs. He needs to be able to trust the service provider. And a lot of people, for whatever reason, they don't trust the service provider. We did a survey. When I say we, I'm talking about the late Dr. Joseph Warren, PhD and a veteran over at Northeastern University with the help of Northeastern University School of Public Health that dealt with uh, health disparities and why we have health disparities in Racism and cultural insensitivity for service delivery were key reasons why our veterans do not go to the VA hospital. They don't trust them. And I think that we need to look at that. We need to look at that and do something about it. Don't just look at it. What is Triad Veterans League, the sponsor of this show, talking about when it comes to improving veteran services? We want to create a model. We want to create a model for veterans being taken care of by qualified veterans, 
We want a building. We want a comprehensive veterans treatment center that has housing with wraparound services for veterans to rebuild their lives. 857-204-5312. That's for you. 857-204-5312. That is for you. We need to begin to work together to create a model that can be replicated across the country for our veterans. If you're going to send $100 billion to different countries, why not send some of that money to veterans so that we can begin to have a semblance of care started? We must take care of our veterans. That's all I'm saying. Take care of those that made you safe at home. They was thousands of miles away from their homes. And they came back, many of them, with mental health challenges. And we can't do nothing for them in America? Something wrong with that picture. That's the wrong conversation to have. We should be on a constant basis. Elected officials should come together, go to the governor's, uh, Maureen Healy, and ask her about making room for veterans when she wants to make room for migrants. I don't got nothing against migrants, but I'm a veteran, and I'm going to speak for veterans first. Ask Ayanna Pesley, the congressman, why we don't hear from her and housing housing for our veterans in our neighborhood. I haven't I haven't, I haven't heard any consistent uh, 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 consistency from our office or from Maki either. Just gonna pick her out. You know, down south we say, pick at her. No, I want to pick at all of them, but then I want to thank. I said I want to thank an elected official by the name of China Tyler, a state representative, China Tyler, who made a move and got it into the legislative body that got $50,000. We didn't get it yet. For this General Edward O. Gordine Statute Committee so that we can deal with our program. We're still talking to the city about that money that they say they're going to give us. We're still trying to thank people that have done for our veterans that are elected officials, and the only one was the one I just mentioned. And then when the time comes for election on November the 7th, you get this early mail uh, explaining uh, what you've done, but you don't have no track record, an official track record of what you've done for veterans except China Tyler. She got my vote. 
You just can't, you know, treat people in any kind of way. Act like they don't count. Act like they don't matter. And then raise their hand and, and, and put on the uniform and went over there and did some stuff that they're not proud about. And then they come back and need help. You don't want to give them no help. You're going to act like it didn't happen. That's 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 awful. Mm-mm-mm. Look, let me stop. Let me stop. This is the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. This is WBCA LP 102.9 FM Boston. Boston's community radio station. And I'm happy to be here. I want to tell you about I want to tell you about the uh, Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company. I want to tell you about them. Check this out. The Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company welcomes those seeking to learn about theater and performance. We offer classes that bring out your talent and improve it. Want to get involved in theater production, acting, or singing? Then you can visit our website at theomtc.com. That's T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com is the website for the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company who performed at the Strand Theater on October 13th, October 14th, October 15th, bringing the Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project to that stage under the direction of Monica Anderson Spencer, and written by Haywood Fennell Sr., and some revisions upon his approval done by Marion, I mean, Monica Anderson Spencer. It was a collaboration that included Stages Cultural Arts Center, Stages, S-T-A-J-E-Z. Did the liturgical dance piece, and I'm here to tell you. The entire production was great, and it was videoed by BNN. They had the mobile van up there, and they set up shop, and they shot that video of a very important time in American history. See, a lot of people might have gotten, had, had forgotten about Marian Anderson, and some people didn't even know about Marian Anderson and what she did when she refused to sing at Constitutional Hall before a segregated audience as was required at the time by the Daughters of the American Revolution. When they told her that she didn't have any options, she found one. They told her no, and she told them yes. 
Marion Anderson, Mahalia Jackson, Mary McLeod Bethune, Eleanor Roosevelt, the then wife of the President of the United States, and some other folks came up with a strategy that put Marion Anderson before 75,000 integrated people at the Lincoln Memorial, where she sang on Easter Sunday morning in 1939. 1939, folks. That was like when the, the buildup was coming about fighting for civil rights. We was getting lynched and, and denied and tried and trying to get civil rights passed. And Marion Anderson didn't give up, and we can't give up. Our veterans didn't give up. That's what you got to understand. If you want to win, you got to be in the game. We can't lay back and act like stuff didn't happen. She didn't. She traveled the whole world, just like Paul Robeson did, fighting for rights that were being denied because of our skin color. And today we're still fighting. Got to wake up. Don't smell the coffee. Drink it. We can't afford to be left out when we were left in situations where we could shoot at other people while other people were shooting at us and bombs being dropped and mines being exploded all around us as we was walking in them fields. Man, they done put them landmines out there. Snipers in the, in the trees or in the woods and stuff. People in America, they don't know about that, but the veterans know about it. Jumping out of airplanes in the nighttime. People didn't do nothing. Complain about stop the war. They didn't want to fight over there, tell you the truth. But they didn't have no choice. They was put there. And now the country don't want to act like they appreciate veterans. Got some nerve. You got not some nerve. You got a lot of nerve. Veterans deserve to be taken care of. You deserve the opportunity to thank them. We're coming up on November the 11th. We're trying to put together, and when I say we, I'm talking about the General Edward O. Gordine Statue Committee is trying to organize an event at this monument right there across the street from Station 2 for veterans. We're trying to do that. When I leave the studio, I expect to be knocking on some doors, some offices, and going in and saying, did you get my email asking you for your support? I shouldn't have to be knocking on your door or calling your number. You should be calling me, 857-204-5312, asking me what to do. That's right. You should be calling me. Because if we're going to honor veterans, you need to be involved because you benefited. 
and you don't want to show no gratitude. That don't sound right to me. That does not sound right to me. I raised my hand and went to a new land, and I came back with a demand. Treat me right, because I had to fight. That's all I could tell you, folks. Treat me right. Treat us right, because we had to fight. Men and women. And if you didn't fight, but you supported the fight effort, you was in the war. And you came back wounded, and you can't talk about it because it was so vicious. And now you're hearing all on the radio, all on the social media, you don't see nothing but war, war, war. But what about the war that's right here in America on our veterans? We're not going to surrender. There won't be no white flags giving up. We gave up. We gave up our lives. We, we ended up injured forever. Stress moments come. You start sweating and you start remembering and you can't talk about it. Well, let's do something about it. Let's put a comprehensive veterans care in Roxbury. Let's set up the model for that to happen. Who are we? Veterans that want to take care of veterans. What's wrong with that? Why would we go to a place where people don't understand what inclusion is? What cultural incompetence is and why we need to teach people? If they don't know, we can't grow. But if we show them the right way, we'll reach that point of understanding that veterans mean something. That veterans did something. They didn't do just anything. They did something. They stood up. And now you want to sit down. No. That's not how we play this game. This is about standing in demand. Welcome. We want you to understand that you don't have to be a veteran to support what is right for this country. And when you see those elected officials and you ask them the question, what have you done for the veterans lately? Don't tell them I said for you to ask them. Ask them on your own so you can understand the depth of the wrong that's happening to our veterans today. This is America. I am an American. I wore the uniform of the United States military. My brother, my uncles, my friends, and I got a lot of friends that served in the United States military. And I know you know some too. We got to let them know we threw it to playing. If you playing, you ain't staying. We want to stay. That's why we pray for you to get it. We ain't quitting because we're not quitters. we winners. The United States military, we are winners. We are feared all over the world. 
Now, this is the other page radio. And my name is Haywood Fennell, and I'm happy to be here to talk about the veterans, and I'm happy to thank the people that came out to see us perform at the Strand on October 13th, 14th, 15th, and we came with a dancing group that you wouldn't believe they so good. Those kids were absolutely off the hook. I'm talking about stages, S-T-A-J-E-Z, Cultural Arts Center out of Randolph. And boy, did they open up with nobody knows the trouble I see and they dance and they move and then they double back in the second part of the production and did Wake Up Everybody of Philadelphia's Sound. That's one of them gambling harp songs. Wake up everybody, no more sleeping in bed. Oh man, they were good. They were beyond good. And this is what veterans organized. That's what I mean when I tell you veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource because our audio team, our lighting team, our stage manager, one of the cast members, and me and another uh, uh, tech person, it's over six people that are volunteers, and they are all veterans. And one lady is married to a veteran, and another lady's father was a veteran. Veterans stand together. We're making a difference, whether you like it or not. We're going to stay around, and we're going to go around. We're going to advocate for our veterans, man to get everything it is that they need. We're not begging you for anything. You didn't have to beg us to go in the military while you stayed home and hid or ran up in Canada. Mm-hmm. I knew it was, I knew the information was going to come one day to, for me to say, yeah, you ran up to Canada and you hid up there. Yeah. Do I need to call your name? Then you ran around, another one of y'all ran around talking about you had bad feet. But you still running around telling lies, talking about they took the election from you. Mm-hmm. I was a page radio boy talking about veterans today. Veterans need some space. You need to honor us, man. November the 11th. Thank you for your service, those that served. They put it on you, too, when you went in that military, I'm telling you. I remember the guy that was the Secretary of Defense. I think his last name was Kraft. You know, he talked about systemic racism being in the United States military. And it's been going on and still going on. You know what? I'm going to tell you something, man. You know, I'm not a psychologist, so. But I know a little bit about mental health and mental health challenges, et cetera. In that area, substance abuse is included. People come stressed out and they're trying to find out who they're not. And they get involved with drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, you know, those are all drugs. Uh, 
fentanyl, all those things, you know, because their head is telling them that they can't cope and they need this stimulant for them to cope. And I'm here to tell you that doesn't work. I tried it. I failed. So I'm now 29 years without that. 29 years. I remember I couldn't get 29 minutes clean. I beat myself up so bad I went to jail. I just failed everywhere, but not anymore. I go into the jails, into the prisons, and I talk about healing to better deal. I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. But I came out on the other side. And I can tell you, come out the path of pain and get on the path for gain. You can do it. You must do it. We need you. Our veterans are living in the streets all over the country. And nobody cares, and they don't care, but we got to be careful. We got to show them that we can do this together. This is not a a one-way thing here. Save our veterans. Help their families. You're not begging. You're asking for people to remember. Remember what was done when you wouldn't go. Sometimes I look at those elected officials, you know, that step up and say they're going to do this for the veterans. They don't be trying to do nothing for the veterans. They just be trying to get some money. Schemings, slime ball, call them what you want to call. You can't call them veterans because they didn't serve. I'm not angry. Why should I be angry because I'm telling the truth? Oh, you got to be angry. Oh, he's angry. Oh, I'm telling you. No. People are funny, right? Because when you start telling the truth, people don't like you. It's not about liking me. I didn't, I didn't do anything to you. I served the country. You didn't. I know a lot of people that served the country. And they don't want to say that they did because of the way that people come back at them, rolling their eyes and making a little cynical remarks and stuff, and don't even know how to say, up, chill, pray, love, fight, love. They don't know how to count cadence. They don't know how to do any of that. They don't know how to clean no rifle. A lot of our veterans right now, speaking of clean, some of them are down there on mass and cash. Have you ever seen those people down there? Nasty uncouth, living in the street and served our country, some of them? How did they get there? Where's the service and the care that they need? Where is it? Who's responsible? I know who's responsible. Do you? Are you ready to tell them that they haven't done anything? Some of them are running for office. Are you going to vote for them again? Are you going to listen to the lies and all that 
baloney they be trying to run up under you, talking about they did this and they did that, and then they ain't did nothing. They ain't even been in the military. I was in the military. I was in Fort Dix, New Jersey. I was in uh, uh, Okinawa. I was in Alaska. I was in uh, New York out there at uh, Fort Slocum. My brother was in Germany, Korea, jumped out of airplanes. My uncles was in Texas. Another uncle that did um, uh, 30 years in the military. Yeah, 30 years in the Air Force and the Navy. Mm-hmm. I was going to stay in for 20 years. I got married, though. No, I didn't want to stay in there and be where I was in Okinawa, away from my wife. We just had twins that was born in Walson Army Hospital. Walson Army Hospital, Fort Dix, New Jersey. I am, I am a military person. I defend and I speak for veterans. This is the Other Page radio program. And today my conversation is about healing a wounded people, e.g. the veterans, the ones that wore the uniform and raised their hand. They raised their hand and took an oath and said that they would go where they were ordered to go and do what they were ordered to do. You think you could have done that, non-vet? Or you just going to sit back and let veterans go through the neglect that they're going through being forgotten and not saying a word on their behalf? Is that what you're going to do? That's not what veterans did for you. Treat them the way that they treated you. They stood up. They raised their hand. They wore the uniform when they came home. They didn't try to hide it. That's why I say them elected official people, they need to they need to be in there. They need to be in there somewhere. You know, people that well one I was giving a call one guy, but I know he was a veteran, elected official. But all the elected officials that running around here talking about giving up one hundred million, one hundred billion dollars to keep killing going and don't do nothing for the veterans in the United States. There's something wrong with that picture. You know what I mean? There's something wrong with that. How you gonna say kill more people and leave American veterans dying in the street from homelessness and anything that's associated with mental health and, and stress and PTSD. How are you going to do that? That doesn't even make sense, folks. I got to say, I really wanted to just make a point or two about the veterans and you. And I want to thank you for listening to me today. And uh, we got Veterans Day coming up November the, 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 the 11th. You know, think about what you're going to do for your, your family member if you got a veteran in the family. You know, you got a lot of these restaurants are going to be giving away food and all that stuff on Veterans Day. 
But remember, veterans served, and they deserve to be served not just on Veterans Day, but every day. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Thank you.